2: it's wednesday night you know what that means that means you are locked and loaded for a wrestling inc podcast with three of your favorites coming from three different countries all with three different opinions maybe not maybe so we'll find mm-hmm. out we'll see what's gonna happen it's wrestling podcast here coming to you wednesday night after aew dynamite i am just coming our you from pittsburgh pennsylvania up north in toronto ontario canada he is a longtime legendary. WWE referee, he's refereed the Undertaker's WrestleMania matches before, he's he's crossed the picket line of referees, he's done it all, he's future Hall of Famer, he's the one and the only Jimmy Corderas, and then down south, she is the spiciest thing south of Miami, she is our one and only Demon Diva coming to us from the beautiful island of Puerto Rico. Issa, how are you? I'm
3: doing good, your intros just hype me up you think that the intro music to the show is dramatic no 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 justin lavar's intros that's what's up
2: that's what, that's what we aim for we got to come out the gate hot you know Got to come out the gate hot <laughs> jimmy
4: how are you I, i'm good just trying to live up to that intro my goodness as isa said those are the amazing intros and uh, i love it and and uh uh other than that it's that time of year you know isa got the experience it this weekend a little bit of that chilly weather Huh? Yeah. but you're back at but you're back uh, back home in the nice warmth right now aren't you
3: i am i am a little bit under the weather i think i'm getting a little bit of a head cold but i think it's from the extreme weather change that i just went through but it's what you gotta do you know i'm not i'm not mad about being there for survivor series who would who would exactly. yes
2: yes yes well you you you, you look grady so we're happy that you're here toughing out with us tonight uh yes it is chilly weather uh t- t- temperatures dropping put put chili in the crock pot and and it'll all be good. How was Chicago aside from the weather? How was the entire uh, experience uh, of, of of Survivor Series?
3: It was a blast. Um, I obviously I, I was able to ask a question at the press conference. I was able to attend SmackDown, and I was able to attend Survivor Series. If you want the real dirt, is I missed the CM Punk return because we were getting taken back to the press conference room. So all I heard was the crowd go crazy, and I was like, oh. Crap! Because what else would they go in Chicago? That pop. What else would they go that crazy for? But I will say, Allstate Arena has become one of my it's my favorite uh, arena to watch wrestling in Chicago. The the acoustics and, and the way that that place sounds is just insane.
2: Yeah, I I'm, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure Jimmy's got a hundred memories there. I saw the first. I saw uh, when Brock first came back in 2012. I saw Brock versus Cena there. And it was just, yeah, you're right. It's just, it's got, it's got yeah. something to it. I felt free. I saw your photo too, about being at a monitor and missing live. the public. And it makes me think like that, that takes me back to my days of like being up in press boxes for like hockey games or NFL games. You'd have to go down, you know, get, get your, lo- get in line to get your spot so you can get in the locker room and and, and, and get your place in front of their lockers or whatever. So if there's any last minute goal or any last minute field goal or touchdown, you like you're watching it from those little, it's, it's, it sucks.
3: Yeah, we missed the uh, Sami saying when he hit Roman with the chair at the rumble. We missed that too. It's just part of the job, and obviously, it, it, you have your pros, you have your cons. Because sitting in the same room as Triple H after that happened is also a treat to hear his reaction right there. Um, but yeah, yeah, we I, I, I knew though as soon as I heard you couldn't even hear the music, but the, the the massive pop that I heard, I was like, okay, that's gotta be Punk, and I look into the monitor, and yeah. There he was in living color. <laughs> it's, I still can't believe it. Like it's all happening. I still I still have to clear my eyes.
2: Nice, nice, nice pun there. You're a professional broadcaster. I like that. There
4: you
2: go. Uh Jr. Smith with the uh two dollar super chat. Welcome all. Thank you, Jr. Good old Jr.
4: Thank R. you, Smith.
2: Uh Issa mentioned uh Triple H. Let's do a piece of news item. we <clears throat> do one news story before we get in all other things that are AEW tonight. Uh this one's this one's interesting. Uh it, it's it's Big, big stuff is a coming. Uh, Looks like uh, Triple H was not even at Raw this past Monday. Uh, Chief Content Officer Paul Triple H Levesque, absent from the taping, he, along with Nick Khan, apparently had to go fly out to Los Angeles and uh, they had some business to attend and some negotiations to sit at the table and do as it relates to the next TV deal for Monday Night Raw. Uh, so that's, you know, so it's, it's, it's coming Yeah, obviously it's gonna, you know, it's gonna take into effect next, I think fall in 2024. So the announcement's gonna have to come sooner rather than later. So that's interesting. Uh, old brother
4: love himself. Bruce Pritchard
2: was uh, put in charge uh, of running Monday night raw. Uh, Jimmy,
4: your, uh, reactions uh, to this. Yeah, I find it interesting, you know, Triple H going out there and talking to the TV executives. He, he He's a great speaker and he can really contribute. Yes, Nick Khan is the president and he's the one that they want to deal with and that sort of thing. And of course, he does his job the way he's supposed to do it. But again, hearing from someone like Triple H and, and being able to elo- eloquate. Is that the pro- proper pronunciation, the proper wording uh, to uh, basically paint a picture creatively for what these uh executives um are going to see and what they're going to present and what the business is all about. Uh he's he speaks so well to that. So I think it's a good plan to have him go out and speak. And it happened to be on a Monday night. And you know what? Leaving someone like a Bruce Pritchard in charge isn't a bad deal. He's done it for many, many years for different bosses, let's put it that way. It, it's nothing new though.
2: but i gotta I, you're right and i and I, I uh you're right bruce you know so, you know been around that company for for 35 years and and you know um you know, i love bruce you got, you got to work on the past but that, there, there's a little funny rib there like a little funny rib <laughs> like you keep it close to the vest cm punk comes back saturday night you know over the next 48 hours in talent phone calls you're gonna be you gotta sit everybody down. so it's like you bring back potential chaos and then it's like all right bruce you're babysitting i'm in la <laughs> it's on you
3: literally the same thing i thought <laughs>
2: um isa so they obviously touted on monday about all the numbers and you know, the most viral you know, the most the most social media thing ever this punk return the video all the different stats triple H put the video on his Instagram, the most thing his Instagram's ever done. I mean, talk about some extra ammunition, last minute ammunition relevant in the, in the day ammunition to walk into LA at to whomever they were meeting on the other side of that table and say, yeah, this is the kind of stuff we're doing.
3: Yeah. I mean, there's like, not only with this punk return, but as I'm sitting there watching survivor series, I've been just, Saying over and over again how many main event players WWE has right now, it's gotta be fun and challenging for Triple H to write creative and keep so many people relevant because the women's and the men's war games have so many people that you could put in the main event right now and it would make perfect sense. We're in a time WWE has real baby faces that people are wanting to share in an era where cheering for the heel is the coolest thing. You have legit baby faces out there, like it is crazy to all the cards that they had to put in the table to negotiate this. And I do think this, this deal is going to come out soon because we already have where SmackDown is going. We know where NXT is going, but Raw, Raw is Raw. And that's the one we're all waiting for.
4: Then The one thing I find interesting is some of the rumored uh, stations or companies that they have been talking to. And one of them that I found very interesting was apparently was uh, Warner Brother Disney's. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're talking yeah. to apparently TBS slash TNT people, you know, Time Warner.
3: That would be insane, mm-hmm.
4: That would be
3: <laughs> insane. You know as- the, the way that wrestling has been the last two years, nothing would just shock me anymore. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> True. So what I was trying to find real quick, I, I wasn't prepared for this. What I was trying to find is, so in um, 2021 is when WWE when the net, at least in, in in the U.S. I know it's different for uh, for up in like Canada and for the rest of the international world, but it was 2021 where uh the WWE Network got migrated over into Peacock, and it's a mul- it's a multi year deal. But I'm trying to remember how many years it is because what I'm wondering is how much longer does that go? And like and, like basically what I'm getting at is is part of the negotiations. Like we know SmackDown's going back to USA, so there's a connection there still with NBC and Peacock. <laughs> uh, but like, you know, raw it's figured it's probably not staying on USA otherwise we probably would not have known that. So like it wherever it goes, if it goes to somewhere that's on cable but also has a streaming platform with it, like is there potential for that to be like the the next place the pay per views are going to go? You know, cuz pay-per-view's got to be behind some paywall, right? Something. Right. Um, so I so I'm wondering how that if that if it plays in or if it's a completely separate conversation. But It's going to be fun. Going to be exciting. Uh yes, lots to 2024 is going to be a wild year. We, we've known yeah. this for a couple of years between TV rights deals, between talent contracts, between the companies being, you know, merged and changed. You know, 2024 is going to be wild. It is. Good. We're, we're here for it. It's a, it's a uh, good time for the wrestling business in
4: general. Let's put it that way.
2: Amen. Uh, don't know who Jack Roman is, but let's trust him for a second. He's saying five year streaming deal with Peacock was reportedly worth over a I remember billion being the number. I, so if it's, so if it's five years, they still got some time left, so they don't have to worry. They don't, there's no, if, if Jack's correct, but that sounds about right. Then, okay. Um, they'll be on Peacock for what? a little longer. So thank you, Jack. Thank you, Jack. And your Facebook, uh, for, for chiming in here yes. on this show. Big thanks to everybody who's here live. Um, you know, obviously we did not, or I I don't, I wasn't here last Wednesday. Was there a show last Wednesday? Did you guys do a show? Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I hosted.
2: <laughs> yeah. You hosted? Believe it or not, it was just, just the two. Just, uh, two, two <laughs>
3: How was your birthday?
2: It was good. It was good. I, I didn't awesome. want to be, I didn't, I was supposed to be traveling the day before on Tuesday, but weather was going to be kind of crazy. So I was traveling on my birthday. Mm-hmm. didn't want to do that, but it was still a good birthday. You
3: know. Yeah, we, we pulled that off. We managed. We managed.
2: Yeah. Good deal. Good deal. All right. Well, we're here now where we appreciate all of you guys live. Um, you know, a lot of times we always wait and do like plugs and stuff like at the end, but I feel like it's kind of backwards. So before we jump into dynamite, like mm-hmm. Jimmy, some people, you know, cause some people tune out by the time we get to the very very end, Like, are you know, right. like, pl- plug it up. If people enjoy seeing you here on wrestling, what else can well, they thank come you? To?
4: Well, obviously here on Wednesday nights after dynamite, Monday nights is triple J after raw. And, uh, you know, the roughing it up podcast was my good brother in stripes, Brian Hebner and I, and RJ who holds the glue together. Uh, we talk. Wrestling, even with people who are not really affiliated with, like this week, we spoke to Hermie Sadler, who has an affiliation with wrestling, but people who know who he is, he is a a race car driver. So Mm -hmm. it was actually a fun conversation. And of course, you can catch me on all my social media platforms doing my riff and rants from Monday to Fridays, just a minute long. It's a little video with little critiques, again, not to tear down, as I say, to maybe help tighten screws that I believe need, need tightening. That's all. And try to have some fun with it, too, because that's what this is supposed to be, fun and entertaining.
2: Uh, Isa, Mike Martin says that last week you killed it, so there we go. Um, Thanks, where can pe- right. you know, when people are not here on Wrestling Inc. with you, what else can they do to engage with you?
3: Um, they can find a lot of my content on Lucha Libre online, also my own YouTube channel, NYC Demon I do a lot of watch-alongs there for most of the shows. And, yeah, across all socials, NYC Dimendiva.
2: Very good, very good. I'm at Just Labar across all the socials here on Mondays, here on Wednesdays, Friday morning, Spar with Labar, uh segment on Bust Open Radio Channel 156. And now we launched this past Sunday busted open 24. what a day to launch.
3: What a day to launch. <laughs>
4: Congrats on that, man. You guys, you guys
2: well,
3: yeah, great show by the way.
2: Great show, by the way. Thank yes. you. Busted open now seven days a week. We launched the Sunday Sunday show, which my I'm one of the co-hosts myself and uh, Jonathan Hood. Uh launched this past Sunday, three hours, nine to nine to noon every single week. We got tons to talk about. We got your calls and everything. So uh, yeah, it, it was um basically there was a there was a there was a text thread going on Saturday night about like okay some things we talk about, some formatting, this and that, you know, this break, yeah. that break. And then like that very end happened and it was like, well, I'll just rip all this stuff up, we're gonna start back from scratch again. Yep. <laughs> so, <laughs> it was wild.
4: Just just watch out for calls from Jimmy from Toronto. That's but- all oh yeah well
3: i was traveling if not i would have been i would (laughs) have been one of your calls but it was my travel back day but i did listen i did catch tremendous we'll
2: get we'll get you both on don't worry we'll get you both on (laughs) all right let's jump into aew dynamite coming to you from minneapolis minnesota uh more theme of this tonight is we're building to world's end obviously that's the main event involving mjf and samoa joe and then the other thread of tonight is of course this continental classic tournament that continues to roll on it's a point system we'll we'll, we'll talk about it as we go uh brian is gonna be on commentary for any of the continental classic matches tonight so he's out there on commentary to start it's a gold league there's gold league and blue league in this this tournament it's gold league here and we got uh, john moxley versus Jay lethal moxley looks like he legit did bang up his knee when he did dive to the outside um he either did or you know he did for a minute and just walked it off but any 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 which way They sold the left knee. They worked the left knee. Uh, Ultimately, Mox is going to get the win. So now, so you get three points for a win. So now he has six points. So he sits atop his gold league. And Jimmy, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm a a deep person when it comes to tournaments. I have a lot of thoughts. I have a lot of whatevers. Hmm. Uh, I might even go more long form on Sunday about tournaments. But one thing I do like with this, I like the whole thing of no outside interference. Nobody's at ringside. And I thought on this match in particular, It forced them to – they got to tell a nice old-school story, work the body part. It was still very physical, like AEW likes to be, very violent. But you weren't distracted by all these moving parts. You didn't have Jared and all of them that would be out there. And it it, it forced Jay Lethal to get the heat on his own and doing what he was doing. I thought – this might've been the best match of the night for me. Um, I, I thought this was actually a strong way to start. What, what do you say? Are
4: you, are you reading my notes? What's going on here? It, it, I really enjoyed the match. And, and for a lot of the reasons you said exactly, they told the story. They took their time and told the story. They sold everything appropriately. You know, maybe some, at times, you know, you can nitpick and say a little bit too much time outside the ring where they had to fudge the numbers with the counting and blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, these guys told a hell of a story and you back to the knee thing. Like you said, and when he did it, and uh, he dropped that f bomb, you, you know, it it felt like, oh my goodness, I think he just messed himself up, and the, fir- the first he... of a,
2: the first of a few, tonight
4: Yes, exactly. Mm. But uh, that one wasn't as as audible. Let's. But back to back to John. He sold it like a champ. If he did not do it, and this was all part of the story of the match, it was done very well, and. Uh, I enjoyed the match. I thought it was great. And as far as the tournament situation goes, I like the idea of this tournament for several reasons. One of them is, you know, we talk about matches just being thrown together in AEW. Now you can have uh, wrestler A versus wrestler B and you don't need the backstory. The backstory is this tournament. So that helps them get people in the ring. They want to get together.
2: Uh, good on that reason. But he's one of the things that, that's, that's dangerous about a tournament like this is it is about the exact opposite thing that you can do to attract new viewers.
3: Yeah, agreed. Um, the the one thing that I will give them credit on, and I discussed it with Jimmy last week, was the that they did recap and they showed us the brackets to let us know where everything stands, because some of the matches also went on 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 shows that we might not be able to keep up with. So they did went on and showed us what happened in the gold tournament, which we know those matches are happening over on Collision. So I appreciated that right off the bat. They told us, "Hey, these are the people that got some points over here." Because I didn't, I didn't watch Collision or Rampage, so I'm not sure what went on over there. Um, I, I did enjoy this match a lot. I thought it was a hot opener. I thought it was a great match to open the show. And you know, as much crap as we give Moxley and the bleeding and all that, every once in a while, it's just good to see him wrestle a good old match. No blood, no gimmick, no weapons. Mox is just wrestling, and it worked. He had a great dance partner. You can't leave Jay Lethal out of this. But overall, yeah, strong opener. It was it was a great way to start the show and hype, hype people up that are watching.
2: Yeah, they're doing uh, gold. gold. What's tonight? They're doing gold and dynamite blue on Collision. Um, real quick, before we get any further, I, I missed this a second ago, Terry Allen Jr., uh, going back to our conversation about Monday Night Raw, saying two hours, hoping that Paul says during the meeting, yes, uh, we'll see, is Raw? Raw if, if Raw goes to two hours, it's, it's going to be an even stronger uh, show creatively, I feel like. Um. Yeah, so Moxie gets the win. He's up to six points. Uh, we get a backstage promo real quick of Eddie Kingston from from last week when he lost, uh, right after losing, uh, and then we get uh, then we get Brian uh, Brian Dennis is out there in commentary. He just kind of has like an impromptu enrage promo, <laughs> real fired up. And I got to give a shout out to my co-host on Sunday, Jonathan Hood. Uh, he said something that like. He said it, and I hadn't thought about it, and the more I've thought about it and I watched this uh, tournament tonight, I I, <laughs> I can't disagree with him. He says, can we all just agree that this whole Continental Classic is just for Brian Anderson? This is just because he's never got to do the G1. He's always been hurt, so this is him saying, Tony, create me a round-robin G1 <laughs> knockoff tournament. And I'm like, I'm when I was watching, I was like, yeah, you know, this kind of feels like that. So uh,
4: Jonathan Hood, uh, though, with a, with a good I'm drop I'm here for the
3: fact that you said that Brian Danielson was real fired up. Yeah,
4: yeah. It, you you felt that you felt the passion in it. it, it oh no, I was wrote, talking
3: yeah. about the other rumors of him firing people.
4: Oh, oh, <laughs> oh I didn't. Oh man, oh. come what on!
3: The you made you made the point. You don't understand the reference.
2: I wasn't oh, even man. trying. I, but mm. I, yeah. Well, I'm <laughs> I'm glad you said that so that way you could see my my true innocence because somebody would have probably like Cute. clipped Cute. that on the internet and like like a lebar making fun of you know. Oh, there you go. Yeah, of course. He was fired up. He, he, yeah. he, he was. He was. He was. Uh, he was enraged. He was. He was excited. He. He was passionate. He was passionate.
3: The, the, the Jack Sparrow look helped
2: too. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he looks kind of. Me- I think he should keep the eye patch. He looks a little menacing. I think he should just keep it. He should keep it. <laughs> All right. Talk about. Uh, I guess we could call this passion. I'm not sure. We'll see. We go backstage. Tony Shavani is. Uh, he. He announces. He's there with Sting, and he. They announce. That on March third, Sunday, March third of 2024, they are going to go to Greensboro, North Carolina, the Greensboro Coliseum, uh, a location that has got so much history for Sting in his career. They go back to 1988, I think, where Sting's f- having you know his first big match with Ric Flair. They go 45 minutes, no commercials, no stopping, makes makes history there on television doing that. Uh, so they do this whole big thing. That's that's where they're going to go this March to have Sting's last match pretty cool uh certain location can't argue with it then then rick flair comes in and flair comes in and and he's he's trying to cut this passionate like promo of you know stings the man and sting earned himself that night he got himself over with the boys and we didn't talk we didn't rehearse the match we just went out there and called it in the ring and but, but, but he's 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 passionate but he's bumbling and stumbling over some words and and i so i don't know Issa when you watch this i don't know like if you took it as like th- this this had to be live this couldn't have been a pre tape because surely somebody was said We're, let's do this one again uh, he, so he's, he's like amped up and excited but then i'm like you know he's the nature boy he's he's known to li- he's known to live a certain lifestyle like is he like i don't know what 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 was this? What was here going me on? Out, here?
3: Justin. please. What if it was a pre tape and this is the best they could get? What if it was a pre tape and we're on take 10 and they're like, you know what? We'll just roll with this.
2: That's pretty <laughs> funny, actually. That's actually really funny. <laughs> that's really funny because if that's the case, then it's <laughs> when it aired, if that was the case, then when it aired, it was probably Tony's first time seeing it. It's going, what the hell? I thought
4: we. <laughs> I, th- I thought we did this a I few thought hours it ago. I was
3: then. we like, oh, we did.
4: <laughs> either that, or somebody said something, and and Tony went, "Hey, what are you gonna do?" It's Ric Flair. Yeah. You never know. Mm-hmm. You never know. Could it have been live? I I, I think most of their backstage uh, stuff is pretty much pre-tape. But uh, well, there there was one tonight that looked like it. maybe one or two that were.
2: Well, live. the one, the one, the one right after uh top flight and Axe yeah. Andretti won their match. That
1: that yeah.
4: Did. To had to be okay. it, 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 those are ones where it technically has to be that one could have been like you said uh okay take 17 can we try this again? oh this is the best we're gonna get
2: <laughs> yeah i don't yeah i mean I, don't, I know rick's selling an energy drink so i don't know if he's just doing too much of his own product i don't know if he's spiking his product but, um <laughs> <All right. laughs> never never you never use your own product rick all yeah. right I, so yeah. but the important thing is here march Greensboro, yes. north carolina that's where Sting's gonna have his last match
4: yeah. And it, and it looks like things going to go out on uh, the way he wants to go out. And you look back at, at, at them talking, you're staying, it's flair, Tony Schiavone. Of course, there's that old school reunion thing. So uh, this is an opportunity to draw back some old school fans, but it, it, it's almost feels like, yes, I understand the significance of the, the setting of the arena, but it, it's almost like they're missing an opportunity to a grander stage. For lack of a better term a big 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 place they could have had this
2: yeah have you did you ever jimmy did you ever did you ever work that building All right I, the, the, greensboro? Ever, yeah
4: yeah yeah greensboro coliseum we have worked it, uh yeah. several times yeah it's a it's a fair size but it, it just yeah i don't know it just uh stinks career deserves a, a bigger venue but again this one probably meant more to him you know in his heart so maybe that's why it, this yeah. I
3: also, I also feel like there's going to be so many things going on in between that I don't know if this segment was needed today, tonight, at this specific time, if you didn't have the right tape or the right shot of it. It just doesn't feel like something that needed to be on because Revolution is so far away. Unless tickets are going on pre-sale at some point this week, it feels like there's something that could have waited.
2: Yeah, I, I thought the same thing. I was like, I wonder if it's, this is a ticket thing. That's why we had to get this out. Let me well, well see. We have, but,
4: what, they have been a little bit, uh, from what I understand, struggling. Not struggling; they've been doing okay with ticket sales. But the, as far as selling out buildings, they have not been doing that.
2: Yeah, well, and that goes to my that goes to the, maybe again the uh, counter to what you were saying. Maybe it was like, uh, yeah, we could try to go to a bigger, like a bigger in physical size and bigger in like stature and marquee than Greensboro. But like, let's let's just try to go to a place we think we can fill. And you know, if and, yeah. and I know it and
4: sounds have. like I'm. It sounds like I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth, but again, this is Sting's last match, and that's something that is sellable,
2: in my yeah. opinion. But go to the market where you're going to sell to. I mean, if they feel like that, that this mm-hmm. that's the market he's going to. So you know, we'll, we'll see.
3: Yeah, they were in a 20, almost 20,000 capacity arena tonight. I think they have 5,000 people in there. They did a good job at hiding it. When I first saw the shot, I was like, oh, that place looks packed. But then when I saw the actual numbers for the tickets that they sold tonight. But again, this is the Target Center. They've been there so many times. So maybe Greensboro is something. I don't think I heard them run that market often. So maybe that's something that's also going to help them because I do think they go to the same markets time after time. People are not going to show up for every show when you're going every other
2: month. Yeah, I mean they've been to Pittsburgh a bunch of times, and they're in their in, mm-hmm. their in their what four four or five year uh, run uh, hmm. existence. And uh, they were here this past Saturday for Collision, and between just kind of falling with the trend of numbers have been going down, and cities they have been going back to, and of course you're up against Survivor Series. Um, right. You know, it didn't didn't seem seemed like from what I could see and from what I heard, probably the lowest Pittsburgh crowd uh, numbers wise. Yeah, all right, so we'll wait and see. The, obviously, now the next, now we know date, place, time. Now it's who, who, who does Sting work? And I imagine we're not going to find that out until we get closer, until the creative can weave itself right. in there. All right, we get another Continental Classic match here. This is Mark Briscoe versus Roosh. Um, this is very hard hitting, very hard hitting. So if you like, if you like the, if you like that style, you're going to get it here. Roosh is going to get the pin, so that gets him three points. Mark Briscoe still sitting at a goose egg of zero points. Uh, Jimmy, anything particular uh, in this match to take away?
4: No, just just a good hard hitting match Two guys. Uh, if you like a chop fest, definitely. This is, <laughs> this matches for you. I just find a lot of the matches took place outside the ring tonight. There was a lot of stuff going on outside the ring. Yes, I get the fact. I like the idea of, like you said earlier, of not having people at ringside to try and create that interference and stuff like that. But, you have to be a little bit more creative in more matches instead of every match going to the outside and having brawls for extended periods of time outside. I know you sometimes you have to exit the ring. There are moves where you have to do and, and spots you have to do there. But at the same time, it just felt like, um, again, 20 and 10. We got to get all our hard-hitting stuff in here, inside and outside the ring.
2: Yeah, talk about outside the ring and repetition tonight. Did anybody notice the front row of the side that would be opposite of the ramp? They must have had three or four wrestlers that got catapulted into the barricade, flipped over the barricade. There was a little boy in a red shirt who looked petrified. He got looking at his dad like, dad, get me out of here. Like, why are they in my lap? I don't know what's going on. I mean, that kid, I don't know if, I don't know, I don't know who they were, but they got a, they got an up close VIB experience. Isa, I know you're a fan of uh, Mark Briscoe. He's sitting there with zero points. Yeah, it was
3: a little sad. I mean, the match was great. I thought, and, 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 I said that when we were talking about the when they announced the competitors in this tournament that we were going to get banger after banger, like that wasn't even a question. But I thought Mark Briscoe had such a good showing against Moxley last week that I thought he was going to get the, the win here. But it goes to Rooch. I do like seeing. The stress of competitors that are at zero point, desperate to get that win. I felt that here. I felt like both of them really wanted to get that win. Um, but yeah, it was it was a good match. I, I enjoyed it, but I, I was rooting for Mark Briscoe.
2: Yeah, we'll uh, we'll get through the night uh, here tonight, we'll, and we'll take a look and make uh, our predictions. I think I think it's pretty, uh, especially after the end of Dynam- Dynamite tonight. I think it's pretty obvious where this tournament's going to culminate in terms of you know, who's on the gold side, who's the blue side, but we'll. We'll get to that. That's a stay tuned for everybody. Uh, timeless Tony Storm. She's very fatigued. She's got a touch of gout. A whole lot of celebrating last week. She's got R.J. City taking her shoes off, and uh, I, I this, this, Isa, this just never gets old.
3: No, it doesn't get old. And I'm glad that, that we're moving into segments that are in the show. I am a fan of the little uh, silent movies that she was doing, but I, I this is what I need to see. I'm, I, I've been behind that, but seeing her in a segment and, and them giving her the time, yeah, I'm a big fan. And you're keeping her on TV. Now, we, can, can we just build her an interesting storyline? That's all I'm asking for both of the women's champions. I love the segment, but I don't, I, we don't have a rivalry for either one of these women and your world. Match has already been defined for the next pay per view, and you have all this time to build a feud. I feel like we could start doing that with Tony Storm as well.
2: Well, I do think they are building low key, like this Mariah Mays, you know, this this stalker fan that she has. I think there's, I think, I mean, that's a long play. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy, the, the one line that she snuck in there is as she's rattling
4: off people and then she says, JFK, or it was one of the Kennedys. One of the Kennedys, yeah. They just, she, she is hitting it out of the park with this role, isn't it? You know, you, we talk about it all the time. Yes, we know she can go in the ring, but she's got us invested in this new character. I think, uh, for me, it's wonderful. And the, the unsung hero in this one, too, is uh, our old friend, RJ City, who just helps, yeah. you know, again, helps tell that story so well and uh, it's working bottom line it's working for me at least anyways i don't know you know people complain a lot of the diehard aew oh, it's, it's just wrestling it's not a it's sports entertainment tony storm is proving that yes you can have sports entertainment and pro wrestling coexist <laughs>
2: yeah uh, and later on we would again see rj uh sp- separately not in black and white he'd be with mariah may mariah's putting over again <laughs> what she's recently done and uh, she's really putting over rj of how rj made this all happen and got her in now with tony storm you know kind of flirting a little bit getting getting rj weak in the knees and then she goes and uh goes into tony khan's office so we'll see what what comes of that but again yeah, hopefully
3: her- hopefully we'll see her in action soon
2: yeah hopefully all right. Uh, we get an MJF promo in the ring. A lot to unpack here. Uh, of course, the graphic reminds us 375 days record reign uh, as AEW World Champion uh, comes out and cuts a promo that only MJF can cut. Uh, puts over his opponent Samoa Joe. Talks about how he respects Samoa Joe. Talks about first discovering as a fan. MJF is a fan discovering Samoa Joe uh, on TNA. Um, says that you know he obviously didn't necessarily look the part. Didn't necessarily look what was typical in wrestling uh but you know Samoa Joe you know still would prove that he was the most dangerous man when he was out there talk about how he wasn't afforded all the opportunities he should have in WWE actually names WWE he thanks Samoa Joe for paving an alternative road for guys like MJF for companies like AEW but then MJF then pivots and turns and talks about how he also uh, has a legacy here. He built AEW brick by brick. Says on December 30th, it's all about his legacy, and promises that on December 30th at Worlds End, mm-hmm. it's not about the saws, not about the size of the dog, but it's about the size of the fight in the dog. Um, so, cuts a really great promo. I'll stop there just on the promo and building to the business of this match. Uh, Issa, I mean, th- 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 kind of like hit all bases. He he didn't bury his opponent. You got to make money. You got to f- say why this guy's a threat. Um, but he also still is, is being MJF,
3: yeah. Very baby face of him to do what he did, and you know, I'm more of a fan of this comeback, uh, MJF. But Samoa Joe is somebody that does deserve uh, to be given his flowers. And when you already beat him on pay per view, the best you can do to make this match relevant again is to have MJF come out there and do what he did tonight. So, for the storyline, I respect MJF just putting. Samoa Joe over and, and and even just talking about how Samoa Joe broke the mold and we see so many people that aren't, there aren't the stereotype of what you thought a wrestler should look like back in the day today. It's not just MJF. There's so many people out there that are, you know, representing different stereotypes, different body types, different everything. So I really did enjoy that about the promo. Like I said, I definitely prefer heel NJF, but I do think for storyline purposes, we do
0: And if you love the filet of fish, right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
3: We do need everybody to be putting some Joe over right now.
4: Yeah, Jimmy? No, I, I, I don't know how to add to that. I, again, he's, he's, not. He, whatever he does, it almost, he does it full. He puts, you know, everything he has into it. And right now, you know, this, this side of him that we're seeing this baby face side of MJF, everybody's waiting for that. Oh, I want waiting for that old MJF to pop out. And we see little glimpses of it starting to pop out. But at the same time, it's almost like he reins himself back in and we're back into baby face MJF. And he's doing it so well. And I know people are going to hate me for this, uh, for making this uh comparison. It's kind of like looking at someone. uh I'm not, Compared to like the Miz, who is a a heel for his entire career, and for this little time he becomes a babyface and he's making it work. MJF obviously is on a different platform and maybe to a different degree because he is their uh, AEW champion. But at the same time, he is taking this role, this current role he's in, that was handed to him because of the situation with uh, Adam Cole, baby. Uh, But and he's making it work. And I like the story being told here with Joe. Yeah. All of yeah. it. It's it's working. Yeah. And absolutely. I like
3: I like that Jimmy said that everybody's waiting for the old MJF to come out. Just just point at me. Jimmy, I know you're talking about me. It's me. <laughs> I'm everybody. <laughs>
2: huh. so, so you don't you don't like this MJF given any words of respect?
3: No, I, I like my old MJF.
2: Yeah, well, it would be interesting to see here, and obviously he's got the he's dealing with the, the injuries, he's beaten up with the hip and labrum and all this stuff. Uh, so he does his uh, he does his big push for he and Samoa Joe, and then lights go out, and then a bunch of mass men, one with the, the devil, nice ball on the,
3: for a long time.
2: Yeah, <laughs> for a long time, and then all these these mass men come out. One of them's got the devil on the back of his thing, and like he and the other guys are holding MJF. Looks like you know getting ready to just take him out, and then Samoa Joe appears out of nowhere. Samoa Joe runs these guys off. Uh, and then as Joe and MJF are in the ring, we get like you know we get the stuff on the screen, basically challenging Joe and MJF to a tag match next week. Uh, so Jimmy, so we continue on, so it looks like we're, I guess, on pace for the Devil reveal to be, you know, I I kind of in my mind I thought it was going to be a full gear, you know, a week or two ago, mm-hmm. but I guess now we're we're taking this all the way maybe to World's End. I gotta think that's probably where the re- reveal is, right?
4: Well, again, they're taking their time with it, and that's the beauty of it. It's got people guessing. It's got people uh, thinking, who is who is it? Who is the person behind this mask? The only issue, and I hate to say this, up here in Canada, we had a blackout the moment Joe came and charged to the ring. The screen went black, and and so you know when they came back to to the picture, it was just Joe and MJF. Was that? We got. It. That's, yeah, what that's what
3: happened. It went off for a long time.
4: Yes, and I was wondering, oh, what happened here? And yeah. it made it feel like there was it was a uh, an issue with the television. Then when they came mm-hmm. back and all that, so now it, it's making me think, Ooh, who's behind that mask? It, it, maybe it's somebody that MJF is standing in the ring with right now, because we didn't we didn't see how he ch- at least I didn't see how he chased off the Mask Men.
2: Well, Weird. so the, what? 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 Our feed was here in the states.
4: At, the the masked men are surrounding.
2: They, they're holding. Yeah. MJF, And then you hear some Ojo's music. Joe appears. Joe grabs the legs of the of the the devil. He grabs that one and pulls him down. And, and like I think maybe out of the ring. And then like got in the ring and like got everybody else. All the other bad guys ran off. Then there was the blackout, a long one. You know, mm-hmm. ten seconds, fifteen seconds, and then when we came back up, they were getting the the messages on the screen, the type the type messages. So that's right. that's how it went. And then yeah, it was all assuming the storyline because then later commentary is going to say that the AEW IT security team is on this, and whoever's mm-hmm. doing this has, has the ability to crack into the lights and the music, okay. and you know, it's an inside job. It's kind of like what they were alluding to. So oh, what what if that inside
4: job was Joe? Yeah, well, yeah. maybe. Maybe I mean setting, look, setting him up. Look, I mean, getting, sorry, sorry to cut you off. I mean, like the story here is Joe wants him at 100 percent for his title match, but at the same time, if he takes him out, you know, or does some damage before then, yeah. I mean,
2: look, if 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 MJF, you know, obviously we're all wondering about the contract situation. I think it, I, I kind of think at this point he's qu- he's quietly resigned with AEW. But even just the injuries, you know, if they are preparing to take the title off of him, you know, they're they're they can. They're going to make this look like he's fighting the biggest uphill battle of all with the amount the amount of people he's, he's basically going to contend with right. to try to retain um, this title. So we'll see. I will say, he said I saw a lot of people, you know, a lot of people screen grabbing, you know, especially the devil, the body. A lot of people saying, oh, I kind of look like a guy like Wardlow kind of
3: size. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I would, I would love that. I, I tweeted that my retribution PTSD got triggered <laughs> the way they did this whole angle with the lights. And, oh, my God, it's an inside joke. It's an inside joke. It really gave me retribution vibes, and I just wish that we just mixed that up a little bit. Um, but I would love it if it was low. I, I mean, I mean, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. We're all invested, assuming this tacting match next week is going to happen with the mask on. But, yeah, I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's not something that I'm not into. But it's just really weird because I'm going into it with, like, oh, my defense like up because i feel like i might be disappointed at the reveal so i'm just expecting the worst i'm expecting jungle boy at
2: this point. <laughs> jungle boy on <and> stilts <laughs> yeah. um yeah i tweeted retribution i saw at the same time Corey graves tweeted <laughs> retribution so didn't...
3: yeah i was like oh man
2: <laughs> but you know how like in you know how like in movies like when there's like when it's like the Who Done It who's the killer type of thing there's always like there's always like little little patterns where like yeah, like the moment you see like the mass killer or whatever, then like the next scene you see the person that's actually going to be. But then, like, so I will say the next match is Wardlow. Wardlow came right back out there as if he as if he just like tossed tossed off some of that black jumpsuit and got right back out there. Just saying.
3: You know that I've been team Wardlow needs his revenge, especially after he got that pin over NJF. So <laughs> I would love that, but we'll, we'll see where it goes. We'll see yeah. where it
2: goes. We will. Uh, real quick, here, super chat a uh, uh, different topic here, but uh, Bear Hudson. Uh, five dollars saying how has triple h impacted the power balance between wwe and AEW? AEW was once very popular but now AEW, or now WWE is doing better than ever AEW is missing it well yeah i mean triple h is mm-hmm. creative is his booking his consistency that's just kind of hit he's you know mm-hmm. they're making they're making shows like backlash that were once bc level shows you know have viral i mean there's everything they do is mattering most more so than it ever was prior so and, that and the, that that and is not necessarily helping themselves in a lot of places right. and,
4: and the business numbers don't lie
2: yeah
4: and the tv numbers don't lie so you, you know he, he's uh you, i keep talking about hitting it out of the park I, I don't know if he's hitting it out of the park but uh he's making contact that's for sure
3: and they're building stars i've gotten the opportunity to attend quite a few shows this year and and I know that the IWC, we are our, our own little bubble. But when you go out and you see these people and the way that they're reacting to certain stars, you realize there's a lot of people invested in a lot of these superstars right now. And, and I feel like it, it all comes down to the storytelling with them. I There's a lot of people in AW that I don't feel as invested right now. The talent is there. The roster is super talented. It's just a matter of building some story behind these people. You could be at the same level.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Um, and that's another thing about doing <clears throat> doing a round robin tournament. You have so much talent, but now you're now obligated to have these same what is it ten individuals, or however many it was ten or twelve. However, you, you're now obligated. They're going to take up a certain amount of TV time in the next few weeks to to ride out this tournament. So it's like you 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 handcuff. lot of your tv time to where you got like all this other talent that's sitting around that you signed that's just like Mm
3: -hmm. not even that like even tonight and i think that we'll get into it shortly but like you bring back dante martin take a second to show the last time that we saw him what happened to him and just bring him back in a match that could have been an email instead of knowing he's going to be ready by the end of november let's start building some video packages so the moment we see him come out you're like oh my god he can walk he's here that's amazing you gave us a whole five seconds to process. Oh my God, we haven't seen him since March. I forgot his leg was turned the other way. You mm-hmm. could have made people get invested into Dante Martin by just building him a storyline of him coming back before you put him out there tonight. That's just a simple example of little things that you could do differently.
4: Good call.
2: Yeah, yeah. we'll uh, we'll see. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. but I, I agree. I, I think, and I think that's where that's 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 to, that's where you run into like maybe tony not having as many he, yeah there's so much going on it's like it's like all right we start preparing for this week oh all right we're in minnesota we're gonna have dante back and you know it's it's, it's near some but like yeah you're right this could have been built to this could have been yeah could have could have hyped it up a little bit and that's and
4: that's one of the the fortes of wwe is their their video packages and their their recap packages and what they do there is uh, yeah they're on the ball with that let's put it that way
2: yeah and as we always do say they've had a you know 60-year head start. Mm
4: -hmm.
2: (laughs) They know what they're doing. All right, we got Wardlow versus AR Fox. This one has a little bit of action outside before they even get in and get the bell rung, and this is all Wardlow. Uh, I will say there's a one spot where it was a 450 splash from AR Fox. Wardlow kicked out of one. He just kind of shrugged him Mm -hmm. out there. Uh, Wardlow hits two power bombs, kind of normal power bombs. Then he hits a Centon. Then he hits like a last ride type of power bomb where he like took the guy by his pants and hoisted him up as high as possible. That's going to cause the ref to stop it. So another kind of TKO uh, win for Wardlow. I will say that a few weeks ago, after one of his crazy squashes, you know, he like had had like a character turn and he exited to the heel exit, the heel side. But mm-hmm. tonight he came out and he exited back on the babyface side. So I'm not sure, but I, I pay attention to that because I know that that matters in AEW. They 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 make the heel face tunnel matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Issa. Uh, what what more is there to say? I guess.
3: No, it was a nice squash match for Warlow. I I, I like seeing him be dominant. I, I think that he's going to be next after whatever is going on with Samoa Joe, if he's not already involved in the storyline, based on you know everything going on with the Devil. So I'm excited for them to make him to make him look strong. I I, I, I like it. I think Warlow is a mm-hmm. person that you should be booking in that squash match kind of way. So it doesn't it doesn't upset me.
4: Yeah, it it doesn't upset me that him winning, but I, I, to be honest with you, I don't like this referee stoppage, uh, you know, because there's so many other situations where why is it here and why is it not there, and you you know, the way that it is sold. I don't get me wrong, uh, yes, it was very devastating and and stuff like that, but the two power bombs, a sent on, and then another power bomb, just stand there with your finger on them, like something like that if you want to make it look devastating don't there yes I get it's referee stoppage and to get people going oh my goodness he really damage this guys it just it doesn't feel for me because uh, that it works I, I don't know other people are probably saying well oh, that's cool it's a different finish but not not for me it's not working
2: no I agree it, all it does is highlight Go even further to highlight their problems with the consistency. Their their mm. their major inconsistencies they have. Thank you with rules and 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 booking and mm-hmm. interference. Because you're right. I think it looks. I think it looks. I think it's an even better thing just to put one boot casually right there yeah. on his chest.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: You know. Uh, but yeah, no. It highlights an, in, an inconsistency. And I'm seeing uh, what I see. I saw a few people in the chat. It was. Uh... Christopher saying crowd didn't give a damn about Wardlow. I, I disagree. I thought I heard the Wardlow, some of the Wardlow chants start up at, at one point. I mean, I don't know. If...
4: Yeah, there were times where they were a little quiet tonight, but I, I don't know. They were I will bad.
2: say it's also it's also just it's also gotten pretty repetitive now. We got Wardlow back on TV, which is what we all wanted after a long absence. But and like all we we're we're just getting him killing people, and we we hear from him every now and again where he's like, Max, I'm going to get you at some point. So it's like. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we're starting to all get like, all right, we know the situation now. Let's 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 when, when is when are you gonna strike? Maybe he already
3: right. is. Yeah, because he's not going after Max. You see him come out in a match against an AR Fox, you already know what's gonna happen, and that, that might affect the way that the mm-hmm. crowd reacts. But mm-hmm. I did I did hear a little bit of a reaction. I mean there was a period of time where Wardlow mm-hmm. stopped getting a reaction, so anything is better yeah. than no reaction. Mm-hmm. You
2: yeah, know, and maybe he is doing stuff to Max, maybe again, maybe it was him under the right. mask there segment before.
4: Hmm. Never know.
2: All right, Brother Zay and the Hardys up against Top Flight and Action Andretti, as we just talked about. Return for Dante Martin. Uh, ew, ew, ew. We're watching that injury oh. from last March, uh, Ring of Honor, of his foot just going just 180. way one eighty. Yeah, my goodness. Um, he's back. Uh, you know, pretty straightforward. Uh, little little six man uh, trios match here. Uh, fittingly, Dante gets the pin on Brothers A. Uh, mm-hmm. Issa, I, I. I, I the, Top Flight uh, they are both very talented. They've just—they've been, been snake bitten with injuries in their AEW career. Hopefully, they both can stay healthy long enough to have some kind of regular, you know, tag team or trios uh, competition.
3: Yeah, but this match was just a match, just to be there and put them on TV and show us that clip, and that was it. And you could have just done so many more different things. I just don't know why these people—it was a match just to book a match because this guy is back.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what gym, it felt like. That's how it felt. Yeah, and then and then Jimmy after the match, we, we, like we said, probably a live, live one. Uh, there, mm-hmm. Action Andretti and Toplite are standing backstage, and then we see Penta, uh, Phoenix, and uh, Vikingo. Um, mm-hmm. and it looks like we're gonna get that trio's match here in the.
3: That was more interesting to me because they were involving his injury. They were involved in the spot when he got injured, so that to me, have more why not make that angle about like I took you out once, I'm gonna take you out or something like that? I don't know, it's just uh, whatever. Or or at least
4: when they come in and interrupt the the interview segment, why don't they reference it? Hey, you think that's you think you're ready? Are you is your ankle ready for us or something? You know, reference that, go back to it, anything, but again, just feels like okay. Let's have another three. It's uh, a trio match. Sorry, three way, not three way, but three
2: on three trio match. <laughs> J R. Smith says, "My wife said Action Andretti sounds like a dollar store he man.'" <laughs> <laughs> you know, but wasn't he? Wasn't he? Wasn't Action Andretti? Wasn't he somebody who didn't? Didn't? Didn't, Jer- didn't Jericho put him over? Like, didn't he beat yeah, Jericho he beat once on a time? That yeah. first match. Man,
3: mm-hmm.
2: that feels forever ago.
3: Yeah.
2: Well, yeah. not even just forever ago, but it feels like. I mean, I guess I remember it, but I, but that's only because I have to write these notes down. I, they, it, he's not presented as anything beyond no. a guy that's in a Tree team. Exactly. Uh, Julia Hart. All right. So we have a house rules match. I, the, I, let me just say this first off. We got Julia Hart versus Emmy Sakura. Uh, there's a, there's a different, you know, there's a rules, but then the opponent gets to pick a rule as well. And, and she picks that the, that the can't, the finish can't happen via submission. I love, I'm, 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 like i'm a julia hart fan i'm a house of black fan i like the presentation this house rules uh stuff is just annoying again not at all friendly if you're trying to get new people to tune in and, and, and they're they're going what, what the f- what the f is what why why, why yeah. what what sense does this make yeah
4: not as
3: much sense yeah. as the match that they booked for her made why mm-hmm. was sakura in this spot the last time we saw her was on episode rampage losing to tony storm why does she get a shot at the TBS championship now. My notes on this is this doesn't make any sense.
2: Julia, Hart, I mean, again, Julia Hart. She's local, so I get that. She trained him and in, in, in the area, uh, and she's getting reactions. I mean, I mean, Zakhar. I mean, Sakura, I mean it, it, it was it was it was quieter than a library when she came out. Nobody made a peek. Right. Nobody did anything.
4: No, um, and as we say, or I do, anyways, all the time, the, the live audience are the ones that tell you all you need to know, and the fact that they were quiet. Told you all you needed to know about this match, and 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 I get, you know, people talk about chemistry that people have together in the ring and stuff like that, and it's not everybody has that chemistry. But the the finish didn't come off as well as I thought,
1: very well. Uh,
3: yeah, and like and like with the with the rules. I even mm-hmm. forgot. Like, maybe there's so many rules with so many tournament matches, so many things to keep up with. But at one point, I'm like, she's stopping. What is going on? In my mm-hmm. own chat, because I was doing a watch, I don't have to remind me, oh, there's no submissions allowed. And right. I'm like, and I well, watch watched this programming. It drives me crazy when I watch every week, and I still can't comprehend what's going on.
2: <laughs> well, I felt for the people there live, because commentary is going over, as as Julia Hart's coming out, they're going over, like, the four rules. They go over the first three, and then they go over, like, that fourth rule that's for this match where there's no submission. But like all Justin Roberts does is he just says, "This match is contested under house rules," yeah. so nobody in the crowd knows anything about the submission. So then they do the big spot where Julia Hart has a submission hold on Emmy, mm-hmm. and the refs I like, mean, and, and and Aubrey's trying her best to be as big as possible for everybody in the building to see and hear her of like, you can't use a submission. But that's still that's still I can imagine a lot of people there were like still confused like why why
4: why why isn't why isn't why aren't we getting a tap here why aren't we right Um, yeah i mean like the the, you know obviously we got the rules explained to us by the announce team but you know the people live there need to know too yeah and Uh, also
3: um for christopher in the chat i do agree the ending was uh a little wonky for me i don't i don't know what happened yeah but it it didn't it didn't look right
2: yeah let's talk about that real quick uh jimmy i'll go to you since you since uh, you live and die by finishes that was your occupation Mm -hmm. um you're the coolest person to count to three since sesame street uh, Christopher as uh, he's saying that ending looked botched. Either Sakura was too close for the moonsault or Julia Hart didn't hit it right. Yeah, so what happened was uh, Sakura's Emmy's on the mat on her back. Julia mm-hmm. Hart goes to do a moonsault. Emmy rolls, so it looks like she's supposed to roll. So Julia Hart completely misses it, but Emmy rolls outwards. So mm-hmm. then Julia still ends up landing or lands on her in an awkward spot. And then it ends up that ends up being the pin, the one, two, three, right? But then right after the three, Emmy like no sold and just shoved Julia off. So Jimmy, what happened here?
4: Uh, your guess is as good as mine. It looked like that. That wasn't supposed to be the finish or they were told go home now because they were running late because they were, as, as we found out later on, they, they did do run over the 10 o'clock hour, but it, maybe they were running so late that they had to go home. And that's basically what they did. This is it. This is the finish go down.
2: Uh, yeah, maybe I guess I don't. know. It was weird. It was it was a weird.
4: Uh, mm-hmm. uh, it, it came yeah it came off really awkward on TV, that's for sure. And I, uh, hats off to the announce team to try and cover up as best they could, but even their their explanation was a little off.
2: Yeah. I, I don't. Yeah, they probably were on the fly. They're trying
4: to mm-hmm.
2: piece together real quick. Speaking of the women, uh, a tweet from uh, Doctor Britt Baker earlier tonight that I had retweeted uh, during the show. She goes, uh, "Tonight's AEW Dynamite, MGF live promo time, seven minutes." Christian Cage, live promo time, 10 minutes, all of 2023. AEW Dynamite, Britt Baker, live promo time, zero minutes. Wow. So, doctor, not pleased with the promo time. All right. Um, Yeah, so that was, yeah, that, not sure what happened there, but definitely odd. All right, we go into a uh, big piece of business here, uh coming around for next Wednesday. This past Saturday, uh, here in Pittsburgh on Collision, Adam Copeland, Challenged Christian Cage to a match in Montreal for what will be next Wednesday. So the fourth, sixth, sixth, I believe. Sixth, yeah, sixth. Um, so challenged him. So Christian comes out, has some security out there with him. The most ragtag looking bunch of security uh, I've, <laughs> I've seen them.
3: They, they look like they worked in a scam call center.
4: <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, they, they, they was a... <laughs> the duck cleaning oh. services. Yes. Yeah. And then, like the
2: one, the one security guy, he was like disproportionately separated from the other four. I was like, "Dude, scoot over, getting get, get falling rank." I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Who, I don't know who was running the extras tonight, but they,
4: right?
2: Yeah, I, w- I wasn't hiring those guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he, Christian invites Adam Copeland to come out. Um, Adam Adam comes out. Uh, eventually, they dismiss the security. Christian starts getting all heartfelt and says, "We're not going to make it to Montreal because I'm sorry." goes down memory lane, talking about them becoming the best, you know, how they had no money riding the roads. talking about how they become the best tag team in the world, says their family. He wants them to team together, talks about how Christian's dad was there as a father for Copeland, who didn't have his dad around. Then Christian talked about how Adam's mom passed away a few years ago. And Adam's mom wanted to see uh, that these two team up one more time. So let's do it for Judy. So all kinds of heartfelt and emotion, heartstrings, and then, christian wraps that title up gets ready to do the old-fashioned i'm gonna swerve on you i'm gonna hit you copeland he knows this dude too well cuts him off cuts him off uh gives him a nice little nut shot uh (laughs) tells him to shine the title up because it's going to be coming to him next week and then as a final little uh how you doing says oh yeah go fuck yourself Mm -hmm. and then the (laughs) and, and then the (laughs) <laughs> and then the sensor button comes about five seconds later mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i mean just totally missed the mark uh so he clearly got an f word clear day <laughs> over mm-hmm. top of tbs television i don't know what's going to come of that i don't know, I don't know if the fcc is going to do something i don't know what's going to happen there but that was it, it was comical but it was also a very emotional uh moment jimmy uh yeah. fellow canadians so i go to you i had this play for you No, I enjoyed it very
4: much, and I thought it was, it hit all the right, I keep talking about hitting the right buttons, they hit all the right buttons, because Christian was making it personal, and all he talked about was the truth, everything he talked about, their careers together, their, you know, all the going, going on with the, with uh, Christian's dad, and with Edge's uh, late mom, uh, you know, and all that sort of stuff, it was all real, and you could see the emotion in both of them when they were talking about it until we got the J slash Christian that uh, everybody fears go for that title shot, you know, and, and be that bad guy, which is what he's doing fantastically now. He's a great heel and, and Edge knowing him, like you said, because they know each other so well, knew it was coming, got the low kick in and, I'm, they got me interested. That's what this whole thing is about. I want to see this match take place next week in Montreal. Not just because it's two Canadians having a match for this championship in Canada. It's because they're making me interested in wanting to see these guys finally really butt heads.
2: of the crowd was hyped for this one. They were, they were hanging on this.
3: How can you not be? I feel like as soon as they announced Christian Cage is up next, Uh, we were all excited. And um, he did such a good job at baiting us. Like, you know, the back of your head, you're like, he's not for real. But because he made it so personal, you're starting to fall for it. You're starting to say like, oh, man, those are some great Mm -hmm. times. Also, my God, the way that that man gets everybody to react just by saying the word father, doesn't matter what he's talking about. As soon as he says father, everybody goes, because, you know, he's about to say some savage things. And I just love how he has people just by the ball. Sorry, but he does. And that's just something that not a lot of people in AEW are doing right now with their promo work. Um, we know the history between these two, so it's so easy to be invested that you don't even have to have them out there doing what they did tonight. But it's, it's like a bonus. It's like a treat. Mm-hmm. Because if you told me, hey, we're going to get Edge and, sorry, Copeland and Christian on AEW, I'm going to tune in. I'm going to tune in. But just getting to see the build-up because of the history that they have is is a treat, and I'll I'll take it
4: every week. Huh? And and don't get me wrong here, but, you know, the attempted, you know, belt shot turning into the low blow, I almost wish that uh, Christian could have escaped any contact there because then the first contact we get between these two is the match next week yeah. in Montreal.
2: That's what I was going to say. They've done a really good job keeping these two apart, not having any any physicality. And, uh, you know, I interviewed Adam Copeland a few weeks ago and I'd asked him, I said, you know, how many times have you and, you know, he, 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 he couldn't with a straight face call him Christian Cage? We just referred him as Jay. Uh, mm-hmm. I said, How many times have you and Jay actually had singles matches? Because I was thinking back to WWE days and I'm like, you know, they, they that, that, that just wasn't, they, they didn't do that. And he said, Yeah, maybe including house shows is like maybe four times, maybe five at most. He's like, Put on TV. He's like, you know, even less than that. He really, so, I mean, we really are actually getting this is one where Tony Khan is giving us one that like uh, two guys that obviously have, twenty plus years credibility and, and familiarity to the audience, but um it's not like you know it's not like you know these guys burn through a two year feud against each other and you know this truly Well you worked. have
3: saved that for World's End. No, I think because I uh, no, I you know,
2: I understand that they like to do you know, they like to do because because they always have so much I, I think with World's End being built around MGF and it's a long island, I get going to Canada trying to sell a big house, especially if you're having trouble moving some tickets and dynamite, I get trying to uh two nights there too oh yeah that's what right. they're doing um uh what was it uh, it, uh oh roh is there there's an roh on it before
4: right
2: right tuesday night yeah so i'm fine with them okay. doing it for this mm-hmm. okay yeah so we'll be interested to hear if anything comes with that that uh f bomb making it through right all right uh finally main event here another continental classic match that's also in the gold Bracket, uh, swerve Strickland up against Jay White. Uh, shout out to Prince Nana. Crutch ain't gonna stop him from doing the Nana dance, so he's still doing it. Um, so you know, we this one goes over. They they did the whole thing of if this you know, the 20 minute time limit, time limit, if this thing goes beyond 10, we're gonna stick with it. Well, it did, so they stuck with it, but they didn't need to. They just it would have been just in time for the 10 o'clock hit. Um, Swerve hits his swerve stomp on Jay White. And it looked like it. The crowd felt it. I thought they were for the shirt. This is this is it. One, two, three. And it's a it's a near fall. He, he kicks out at two and three quarters. Swerve sells it as all stunned and everything. And then they proceed to have a few more minutes of offense that didn't really make sense. And then it ended with Swerve rolling up Jay. Now I I uh I, I understand Jimmy, like wanted to try to protect Jay. And then commentary is selling how how what a good defensive move that was by Swerve. But I just was thinking to myself like you guys ran over by three minutes and this match could have been over a few minutes ago Like, I and, and, and a much better finish. That would have looked even better for swerve quite frankly, because I think mm-hmm. swerve is the guy who's going to be in the finals of this. I think it's gonna be swerve on the gold against Brian Danielson on the blue. So right. like if anything, I'd
4: want swerve to be looking as down. I don't want swerve being a defensive wrestler. No, I, I hear exactly what you're saying. And, and yes, the match, you know, again, they were bringing up the shoulder, the the you know swerve shoulder yeah. throughout the match and that sort of thing which is good the, but leading into that finish they kind of teased the same finish from last week where the referee looked like he was going to get squashed in the corner and had to had to kind of duck underneath the rope which which, he, which which they and acknowledge and that, yeah. yeah yeah and then you know um uh jay went uh white went for the the low kick right which was blocked so, yeah and th- that's when you do the roll up for it to work You know what I'm saying? You don't do, you know, the, here's the finish. I'm going to get you blah, 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 kick out and then do the roll up. It loses its momentum. If you block the kick and rolled them up there with the referee turning around, counting three, then Jay White going, what the hell just happened? And look, I know I complained that too many roll ups lately in wrestling, then it's become the the most effective uh, finishing move in all of wrestling. There's a time when it is effective, and that would have been, in my opinion, a time where it would have worked properly instead of doing that extracurricular after that, you know, attempted low blow and hitting the finish and then rolling them up later on for the finish.
2: Yeah, Isa, I wasn't so sure. I mean, I agree with sort of winning this, but I wasn't quite sure. How, I don't agree with how they got there.
3: Yeah, it was a weird finish. I didn't think the overrun was needed. I'm with you on that um a part of me is just watching this match thinking my god jay white stole a belt carried around for months was just (laughs) wrestling for the world title and he doesn't even mention it like he's just over here in this tournament not caring about that it just feels like i don't know i don't want to say he lost momentum but he lost momentum like but uh swerve is somebody that i just really, really has grown on me a lot, especially during his time in AEW. I think he's done so much more and and has grown so much more, and I think that Swerve should go all the way to the end in this tournament. We'll see how it goes, but my God, Jay White just feels like another guy in the tournament at this point, and he was just wrestling for the World Championship. Like, it's crazy to me.
0: Uh,
2: Yeah, so Swerve and Moxley both sit at six points. On the gold side, Brian Dennison's gonna have a match uh this Saturday on Collision, coming from Erie, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was AEW Dynamite tonight, uh, November 29th. And uh, overall, uh, final thoughts of the show as we like I said, it's it's we're pretty much of two threads it's building to MJF and worlds. Uh, well, I guess a little bit with with next week with with Copeland and mm-hmm. and but but mostly we're building the long term here with the MJF title defense, the devil issue, and then we got this tournament going. Uh, so Jimmy. Give me, give me the final thoughts.
4: Now, I keep talking about uh, bags of potatoes. This was just a mixed bag of potatoes. There was stuff that I really enjoyed and, and really got me enthralled. And then there was other stuff that had me scratching my head and going, why? You know what I mean? Just simply, why is this happening? Why am I seeing this on my screen? And, uh, you know, again, the stuff that they did do well really worked. And the stuff that, unfortunately, it, it, the other stuff is glaring. Mm-hmm. for me and uh, that's my only issue I, I not not any show out there is perfect by any means don't get me wrong it's just that when they do things that don't sit well with me at least anyways it stands out a little too much
2: yeah speaking of potatoes there uh chef jimmy tonight for dinner I had uh, as a side of uh, some uh, cheesy all gratin uh, potatoes very good
4: oh nice very good,
2: very good. nice the final thoughts
3: um, I thought there was some good wrestling on this show. I thought all of the um, tournament matches delivered, and, 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 and they felt different. It didn't feel like I was watching the same match over and over again. So, so I appreciated that. I like the MJF stuff. I like the Copeland stuff. Just start building better stories with the women specifically. And, again, that Dante Martin return, I just feel like there's so many things that you can do to get us invested into some of these uh these characters that they could really start working on that but the show pays nicely and we have some good wrestling matches
2: yeah i mean dude 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 took his took his leg from three o'clock to nine o'clock i mean at least you could do is you know i mean yeah yeah give a, give a little hype up i'm not saying you gotta have the u2 beautiful day triple h treatment but you got to at least give the guys something mm-hmm. anyway i guess he got the win that's that's all that matters okay. uh yeah you know tournaments like i said tournaments uh it handcuffs you to a certain extent and also again it's like there's no character or like real heat going into it. You, we're, we're all we're all sitting out there with our our calculators, trying to keep track of points. And this guy's over here. We got to carry the one. And this is so. What is what it is. It's not one that's going to attract new viewers. But that's not necessarily their uh, their mo, as we've come to learn. Um, that's going to do it for tonight. Appreciate everybody. Like, subscribe, comment, share, tell a friend all the good things. Whatever platform you watch it, whether it's live, whether it's on demand, it's all good. It's all appreciated. Just do all the things. Uh, we appreciate the feedback. He's at at Jimmy Corderas. She's at NYC Demon Diva with the one as the eye. I'm at Justin LaBar. And uh, we'll be back on the Wrestling Podcast, at least myself and Jimmy, next Monday. And then us three next Wednesday. Till then, be good. Have a good one. Take care